Welcome to Break a Wish, the podcast where all your dreams come true, but with terrible, ironic consequences. I'm your host, Maddox Campbell. On each show, we take a magic wish and try to come up with the perfect ironic cost. The idea is that knowing the wish's cost, it'd still be a tough call whether you take that wish or not. This is our last episode of the season, so let's clear up some past wishes. We had, you don't get sore from exercise anymore, but you need to start every conversation describing the exercise you've had in the last 24 hours. 91% reject this on Twitter, and 100% reject it in the Facebook discussion group. Multiple people said taking this wish was like turning you into someone who does CrossFit, which they reacted to as though it were a fate worse than death. We also had, you can mute other people at will, or until you lose line of sight with them, but they hear an announcement in their head, you have been muted by your full name, whenever you do it, which had 62% reject on Twitter and 66% reject on Facebook. I guess we'd all rather just put on headphones than be confrontational enough to tell someone to shut up. For this week, we send off the first season with the most meta wish of all. I wish I could grant wishes. I sit down with Paul JP and Dana Puttacombe to come up with a cost for the mission of this podcast. And please stick around after the episode so I can tell you why I'm going on break, when I'll be back, and what I'll be up to in the meantime. We had the last wish of the season coming up, but first, let's meet who we're breaking it down with. We have Paul JP. Hello. And Dana Puttacombe. Hello, hello. And the final wish is, I wish I could grant wishes. We're going kind of meta with it. It's like the thing we do, but now you have to do it or can do it with magic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's discuss some of the wishes you guys have been on the show and discussed before. What are some of the ones you guys have already tried to... Grant. Um, I've uh, analyzed the idea of um, what if you could be a kid again. Yeah. Um, what if you could work with Santa. Okay. And then you wish that your phone battery would never die. Yes. And that one is uh, famously one of our least popular wishes ever <laughs> because the cost you put on that was that it was only a phone. I love to talk on the phone. We've been through this. Yes, we've been through this. No one else does. Everyone <laughs> else prefers person. texting and apps and could not live without them. Yeah. I'd be fine with like a rotary phone. I'd be okay. <laughs> I would I would love a mobile rotary phone that you just had to carry, like full-size rotary phone you had to carry with you. It's going to be the next new thing in ironic accessories for yes, sure. Some hipster's going to do that. And it's basically got a built-in fidget spinner, essentially. Because you true. just sort of, and well, and then before you know it, you've accidentally dialed 911 or something. Oh, right. You're like, how do I hang it up? Yeah, you're a felon now. I think... 911 was specifically chosen because it's supposed to be easier to dial, right? Except the 9 part takes forever. And then the 1s are fast. Oh, yeah, just to make sure you <laughs> you really want it. Yeah, the first and bit you have to like, commit okay, to. Yeah, and then let's not waste time. Yeah. 9-1-1. One, one. Good system. Oh, what about you, Paul? What were some of the wishes you've granted before? I believe one of them was it would no longer get holes or tears in the crotch of your pants. Yes, we did do that one. Which, uh, frankly, I... I can't believe I had my time wasted debating that wish. (laughs) Not every wish has to be the most monumentous thing. Sometimes we have small wishes to make the world slightly better. And you know what? A lot of times I bet when people are dealing with the whole just emerging out of nowhere, I'm sure that in people's minds it pops up, 
damn, I wish I didn't get holes in my pants. It's definitely crossed my mind. Well, all right. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give that to the two of you. Okay. Well, I just had to retire a perfectly great pair of pants because of inner thigh holes. Yeah. Oh. So they're gone. They're, they're gone. They can, they're like bottom, like I wouldn't be able to wear them without like a long, long, long shirt. But do you know where you got them? Or? It's from my thighs rubbing together. As no, I, I mean, where you around. got the pants from. He the, wants to know if you could buy those pants. Buy I can. They're, they're Levi's yeah. pants. They're good pants. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But you, it's never the same once you wear them in. Yeah. I already uh, put you, the investment in. You develop in. a relationship with your clothing. Yeah, but these are you know nice and new, and that's exciting. You get nah. to go to the store. Ugh. To go on a trip. I love yeah. shopping. Okay. We'll disagree on these things. All of them. Anything else? Yes, the the other wishes were uh, I wish horrible things upon my ex. Yeah, that one went a little dark. That was one of our newer one, uh, early ones. Yeah, it got a little real. <laughs> we were um, new, but you know, I think it was a productive discussion, and we all learned a lot about ourselves. Yeah. What were people willing to give up in exchange for those things happening? I mean, willing to give up? I'm not. I'm not sure. I think if I'm remembering correctly. Or maybe if I'm remembering making me seem like a great and not at all vindictive person. And McMaster and I kind of landed on, why would you wish horrible things on your ex anyway? Just move on. It's better for all of us if we don't grant this wish regardless. I think we wanted to try to just in some way forget them. It was what we thought was the better option. If we were a benevolent genie. We're not. We're we're a mean genie on this show. It's the entire premise of the show. It's the whole premise of the show. Uh, Dirtbag genie who comes and grants your wishes but messes them up somehow on purpose. Yeah, Dirtbag genie, the David Bowie Weedus mashup that everybody wants. I kind of want to do make a T-shirt of a Dirtbag genie, like he's got like a a, a phantom popped collar and like a go- big gold chain and, and like a hat that's askew. Definitely some wispy facial hair. Yeah. Oh yeah. Again, just like it's wispy, but it's also part phantasmal. Because it's a genie. Well, so then you could wish bad things on your ex, but then you would have to spend the rest of eternity in a relationship with Dirtbag Genie. Just hanging out. Like just He, he would just show up at random times. Yeah. Like go into your fridge and eat all the good stuff. Or just like show up at your house and be like, hey man, I need to borrow your bathroom. I was in the neighborhood. And then, and then do that and then leave. I moved into an apartment, my, the apartment that I live in now, and my movers used the washroom for a long time. For a long time? He was in there for a while. It was oh. kind of funny, but it was okay. Did he do that in the apartment you were moving into or the one you were moving out of? Into. Ooh. It would have been better if it was the other way around. I know. You could have been like a parting gift. They were excellent. <laughs> if anybody out there ever needs, ever needs movers, get in touch. These guys were efficient. Except for that big break they took in the middle? One. The others kept on moving. Oh, okay. As long as <laughs> as long as long someone was moving your stuff. Yes, yes. So let's try to come up with, uh, if we had that power, if we had the magic to grant wishes, basically, we can bend reality to our will, all right? This isn't like just having to get one little thing or a basic magic spells. We're not just witches and wizards. That's lame. We've got reality-shaping abilities. Uh, what? would make sense as a cost to have that much power in our hands well as we learned from one of three spider-man franchises with great power comes great responsibility it's mm-hmm. true so true so the, i feel like it was insinuated in the others but yes it was mostly in the it one was it was very said in one. strongly insinuated but they oh man they fought so hard <laughs> not to say the exact words it's yeah. painful to watch 
because you can tell everyone in the scene is thinking it. <laughs> I do recall this scene. So I don't know. I think right off the bat, you've got to think of the the classic example of exactly this thing in pop culture, which is Jafar in Aladdin. You know, J- he, Jafar himself. Yeah, he he wished for the power to be as strong as a genie and have all the power of a genie. And so he became a genie became and then he had to go live in the lamp. All right. So the specific criteria here is become a genie and live in a lamp. I mean, yeah, if we're, you become dirtbag genie, sure. Yes. I mean, I, I don't know if I have to be a dirtbag. Like, can I not be the dirtbag part? Like, I can shave properly and... Well, the dirtbag genie is the one granting this wish, so he's imposing dirtbaggery uh, like on you. In his own image. We yeah, are a genie exactly. of his creation. Yeah, you're made in his own image. I don't like this dirtbag like, genie God. Just like God made you me. You brought him up. I did, but I mean, I just don't want to be like him. He's not included in mine. It's nothing. <laughs> okay, that's no, good. Nothing dirtbaggy, I don't think. All right, so yeah, what what are the life? What is the life of a genie like? I guess you, so you, you, know, you normally only grant other people's wishes as a genie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's not a great situation. You have to wear these big gold bracelets all the time. I mean, those are stylish. They're stylish, but they look heavy. Yeah, that's true. And chiffon, like chiffon uh, uh, blouses Mm. seem to be something that's very genie-esque. Is that just, that's what that's called? The the The, fabric it's made of? Like the the sheer flouncy blouse kind of scenario, which depending on the sensitivity of your skin could be quite uncomfortable if you were banished to have to wear them forever it looks like it would be breezy if you were in a warm climate that might just be a choice that's another based if. on genie typical climate but mm-hmm. if you were canadian winters if you were a canadian winter genie yeah we've not yet seen a canadian genie in any of pop culture as far as i know santa is basically <laughs> santa santa claus <laughs> is, yeah sort of an arctic there's genie. some overlap with santa and a genie he's yeah, yeah. up north you know he's got all of the clothing on even though most of the times that I think of the Santa outfit, that also seems to be made of a terrible fabric. It's, it's very thick, though. It's not very sheer. Thick. Yeah. The full, fur in the neckline. Yeah. I mean, that's got to get itchy working all night. Yeah, but he has yeah. one of those um, nice, like, waffle shirts, you know? Yeah. A waffle Suspenders. Shirt? You know, like the white worker, cotton worker shirt. Little yeah, three, like his undershirt. He normally has an undershirt, undershirt underneath oh, okay. it, and then, like, the red jacket goes on top. Okay. So when he's home he's layered chilling up. out, like when it's like after the long night, yeah. any depictions I've ever seen, you know, in cartoon lore have been him by the fire, work shirt, suspenders, maybe, you know, loosened a little just to give him a little bit of, you know, relaxation. Glass of nog. Glass of nog. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mrs. Claus dutifully. Uh, around. I am now sure remembering he's... back to your Santa-based episode and um, <clears throat> how, um, you mentioned some arousal about a hot Santa. So this is making I a would, lot of sense. I do not deny that in Santa Claus is Coming to Town, the young depiction of young Saint Nick is a handsome gingerman. Okay. And then there's hipster Santa as well. Xanta? No. Or there's Xanta. There's Xanta, but Santa's... Both Zanta is a very Toronto thing. Yeah. yeah. Centric. I used to I used to serve Zanta. Well, I used to keep him up. Uh, I used to have a relationship with him. He used to hang out around a patio of a restaurant that I worked at. But he was always quite kind to me. And then He's, he's an energetic, year-round, Santa-esque figure mm-hmm. that and is then known fashion, to Toronto. Fashion Santa. There was Fashion Santa. He, he was a, a model that was hired by... Which mall was it again? He was hired by, um, by one of them. By like, I don't know if it was Hudson's Bay. I don't want to spread... You know, 
I can't remember the Terrible exact. Lies, yeah. But he was a Santa model. Yeah, um, that's that's who I was thinking of when I said hipster Santa. Yeah, right. fashion no. Santa. Yeah. Fashion, fashion yeah, okay. Santa. There's a fashion Santa, and then there's a lookalike fashion Santa who isn't fashion Santa but looks a lot like him. I've encountered both. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, wow, Toronto has so many Santas. Well, for, it has so many bearded men. I guess that's yeah. all it yeah, really and takes. Some of them age to gray hair. True. Yeah, that's True. why I don't have a beard, and it's the only reason the only why reason. I don't have a beard. Yeah, fair enough. What 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 would you feel would be the downsides to living genie life? We got the big bracers. Yeah, cramped them for other people. Cramped living quarters. Cramped living Definitely. quarters. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right. So what are what are the positives then? So it seems like it's a bad deal right now. Um, top of our head. People are happy to see you. Yeah. Once the shock get... of the lamp coming out of the lamp. Oh, yeah. Everybody's excited. Um, you're a prime ingredient in classic joke setups. Okay. Can you give me one of those classic jokes? Not without being sexist. Oh, that's not great. Oh, yeah. Like, these are old school joke setups. Okay. Like somebody walking around the beach or three people stranded on a desert island and they find a magic lamp. And then it's... Yeah. One of them wishes for one thing. The second person wishes for... Something else. Something the third else person wishes for something sexist. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Uh, so you, I mean, that's another part of being like a genie. If you're restricted to granting other people's wish, other people wish for bad things. Yeah. I just instinctively put that classic joke setup thing as a pro, but I think that would be a con now yeah. that I'm remembering yeah. what all of those jokes are like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what the humans who wrote them are like. Yeah. That's the th- trust of other people is a problem with a genie. I, I get, so I'll go with mine next just because I had one that I, also don't think will actually be good okay but it's in your same sort of vein was just that you can grant wishes but if anyone says i wish blank around you you also have to grant that you're obligated you're obligated to grant any wish wish that's near you yeah okay so a lot of your free will gets taken out of the equation yeah and people say i wish haphazardly all the time and you can't warn anybody you don't have any there's no like yeah, we have to add the caveats of like you can't warn people and you can't wish that no one uses the phrase "I wish." Well, right? so it would be like you know when you know you're the genie. Let's call him. What can we name your genie? What would your genie be named? Uh, I mean, Gene is the obvious. Let's go. It's the. It's a little on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go with Alazar. Alazar. That's so, a really good genie name. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just say Alazar is doing his level A improv class. Okay. And he's hanging out, you know, with his new friends. Yep. He wants to fit in. He also wants to learn, you know, is this improv thing good for me? There's a lot of things happening. He he wants to learn public speaking. He gets, you know, he has to give that big spiel the first time anyone rubs his lamp. Always. And he's noticed that sometimes, depending on what crowds are there, he's been having some issues. Yeah, it's a big Mm. musical number. You got to learn to get over that stage fright. Yeah. And one of his employers is like, hey, Alizar, I think you need to lighten up a little bit. Yeah. So he goes to his class and then they're all out for beers after. And he can tell that people are going into the territory of talking about things they want to have happen. And so he says, I'm going to have to say something now or this is going to be a shit show. Right. So he has to say hey, guys, just to let you know, I am a genie. And if you say I wish this, it's going to have to happen. He's not allowed to do that. Alizar has to just, like, sit back, plug his ears, and hope for the best. I don't think that would be necessarily a good thing either. I I don't think it's a good thing. If you said that, like, if you couldn't say that, then, okay, someone might do it accidentally. If you could say that, and you do say that, then everyone's going to suddenly ask you for a whole bunch of wishes that you also are going to have to grant. And again, you just took one level A improv class with these people. You're not people. married to these people. There well, might 
but not pre- be great. But presumably they've all already correctly identified that he's a genie because of his flashy vest and his hammer pants. Right. And his, you know, big gold bracelets. He, he oh, looks yeah. like a genie. But I mean, if you actually met someone who looked like a genie, you wouldn't think for sure that's a genie. You'd be like, that guy just likes genie chic. Yeah. Or I might think, oh, this person is like a level one improviser. That's also, yeah. A fair number of times I've gone into a, a introductory improv class and been like, some of these are mythological creatures. These are not humans. Yeah, there's a lot of fedoras in this room. Yeah. Yeah. One of them's got to be a time traveler. Or a right? cigarette salesman. Cigarette salesman. Maybe that's a guy riding a horse. Maybe that's a centaur. I, which more likely? It's hard to say. So he can't. He's just going to have to sit there and just have to, if somebody just happens to say, I wish, you know, I wish I was suddenly in level B. Right. And that's what they wasted that wish That on. would be a pretty, I mean, that would be a probably small travesty. But that's the kind of thing in big. conversation people say. They're like, yeah. oh, you know, I'm, you know, level A, I feel like, uh, you know, I, I, I want to be doing more uh, advanced zapping. I feel like there's a lot more that people would say, like, as a turn of phrase that is not like say like, oh, man, I wish I didn't have to get up tomorrow. And then they just don't wake up the next day ever again. Yeah. They just fall asleep forever because magic or, you know, like sometimes you're like, oh, an alternative to I wish I wasn't going to wake up tomorrow means that maybe you can never fall asleep. Yeah, maybe you get maybe you get the good out of it. Maybe you get the bad but out of it. Can you imagine the insomnia of that? And not like and not knowing that it's because Alizar did that, and Alizar's yeah. like, "Fuck." There's so many people who are just like, "Oh, I've eaten so much pizza. I wish I was dead." Like, just as a, a haphazard expression, they don't mean it. They just say, "Oops!" So now he, you got to kill that guy. So Alizar has to take everything literally at face value. If they say "I wish" in front, then whatever wow. happens follows. He's got to do it, and he can't tell people. And you know what? Let's say the people can't catch on. No one does the math and figures out what's happening. Just whenever that happens, that happens. It's yeah, it's almost like he's protected by another certain kind of magic that means that if somebody was even to start to catch on, they'd be turned the other direction yeah. or something would just, happen. Just yeah. the little dots won't connect in their brain that like, oh, right. Every time someone says, I wish around Alizar, that wish comes true. Now they'll just be like, they'll just say, I wish when they would have and it'll happen. Is that too, is that too dangerous? I think that's a ticking time bomb. It is, but I mean, that's the idea. Was that like that's the, what you're wagering? Yeah, that, I guess then you it? could grant your own wishes whenever you want. Well, that brings us to my okay. Yeah, uh, my idea is that you are the you know you're the fully able genie, able to grant wishes um, for people. There's so much good that you can do. You're able to assess things. You're able to have more control than I guess in these scenarios, but. You can't grant any of your own wishes. It's purely a uh, hu- like a, a gift yeah. that you have for other people. Altruistic, exactly. Is so, but you still can choose. You can you can make some discernments here. You you don't have to grant everyone's wish. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're not obligated to, that sounds like still good. Yeah, I mean, you know, just not being able to grant those powers for yourself or for or- the people that you love. Imagine if. If you couldn't do that either. Well, there's the, so, where's the line there of how much how much you got to love a person before you can't grant their wishes? Well, I don't know. Like, I just really, really like the guy who works in my convenience store. He he always offers me a fair price and, and fresh produce. I love the idea that you're, like, bartering at the convenience store. <laughs> but I can't grant him wishes because I just like him enough. Like <laughs> I don't know. This is what I'm bringing out. But you can't, you can't, you can't grant wishes that, that affect you, maybe. You can't or, grant wishes that are going to aid in your happiness. Oh, well, that gets tricky because, I mean, I like helping people. 
Yeah. So if I like helping people, can I not grant their wishes because I would like doing it? The liking of the helping isn't the thing. It's just you can't, like, I can't have it so that, like, Paul JP, if he was to win the lottery. Yes. I'm probably guessing that if I was around on the evening of the winning of the lottery, he'd probably buy me a beer. That would be benefiting me. So then he can't win. He can't win the lottery. Well, what okay. the fuck, Dana? I, I know. I'd be upset about right. it as well. Dana, don't, I'm don't, don't probably listen. not as upset as me. <laughs> don't listen for one second, Dana. Uh, uh, <laughs> Paul, <laughs> would you actually buy her a beer, or would you keep la, all that la, money la, for la, yourself? La, 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 no, I'd probably buy her a beer. I'm okay, my friend Dana. You can come back. You can come back. Sure. Okay, I'm back. It's fine. We're just checking in on one little thing. Okay. It turns out Paul is a good person. I know that. That's why. Well, there's risks. Okay, so what if? What if uh, it's someone again? It's like someone I like or someone that'll benefit me. What if Nathan Fillion? I like the guy, great actor. Never met him, not personal friend, but he shows up, and I wish he was cast in a movie or something like that. It's really helping him because he wanted that part real bad. But I get to then see him in that show or movie. If the wish was generated by you, yeah, that's no, not gonna work. It's not gonna happen. So you'd have to tiptoe through your life, kind of not. Ant- anticipating or hoping for anything. You'd have to live in such darkness in order to be able to grant the wishes. Do they have to come to you, though, or can you grant them for other people? Could you From go afar? Yeah, could you go afar? Could you, you know, bring about some world peace, go on some humanitarian missions? Yeah, I'd like to think so. That's still pretty good, then. It still changes the world quite a bit for the better. But imagine if you didn't have any personal hope. Oui. That's dark. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to change the world for the better, though. Like, I still feel like I would make a good use of my life. Like, I feel I would feel good about that. And would that stop it? Just how good I feel? I don't know. That's a question. It's a, well, it's a question you need to answer is the terms of this wish. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's heavy. Okay. Um, let's say you you can grant wishes for people. But what about if every time you granted a wish? You lose a finger. Well, you lose something. You have to balance it out. That there's like something you have to pay the price as the wish grantor. Right. I could see that. You we might just have call to find it an thing. ironic cost. Yes. But we're saying now it's less of like just making the wish dirty like we do on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more of like something you have to give up. A finger perhaps. But or maybe something, we can find something else. Like in order for... For me to have you win the lottery, which I know what you'd be into. I would really, really like to win the lottery, Dana. Yeah. Yes. But in order for you to win the lottery, I would have to say that I'm I'm not going to be able to like see, go visit my family this year. Yeah, but I'll buy you a beer, we, we've established. So. buy at least one beer, maybe even a premium beer. We wouldn't be able to organize that ahead of time. I would just, you wouldn't know that it was me. Dana, rig the lottery for me. <laughs> I would love to. I would rig it for a lot. Of pe- I'd rig it for me and for my coworkers. Me and the guys on my Friday lunch shift that I used to do had well, our own lottery thing. Well, don't rig it for everybody because then, then we all win nothing. like a really small amount of money. What if you just wished that Paul had a statistically significant number of lotto tickets? Like that Paul ended up with all of the lotto Not tickets? Not all of them, but like enough that like he's going to win. I mean, I don't know why that's not the wish we're discussing right now. <laughs> but like you have that control over that. You that could go less? to you could go to an SO and yeah. buy all of the cards. You would win something. 
If you bought those those oh, pulley but cards, if it's the scratches, it's not worth it. I not have, the scratches, the pulley ones. Oh, that's even worse. No, the the win ratio on the pulleys. But that's really the win ratio on the pulleys on individual. But if you bought that a box contains whatever, you would you would probably end up winning. No, no, no. You no. would spend a lot of money, but you would win it back. Dana, I have worked at a convenience store. You've seen this happen. I have seen this. I have seen the people who go in and drop fifty, a hundred dollars. On pull tab tickets. Mm-hmm, but you'd need to buy enough. How much would be, how much would that entire box be? No, no, it is designed. This is all for Paul. You so could, buy, if you bought the right. entire box of pull tabs, mm-hmm. you will spend more than you make. That is how they make money off of them. That is, that is the mathematical design. This is of what them. I mean. He's already without hope. I just want to be winner, Gagnon, you know? Yeah. That's all I ever wanted. I mean, if you just want the sound. Yeah. Maybe you should just change your ringtone to winner. Ganya. Well, no, I want you to make the sound oh. for me right now. Either way. Didn't I just? Well, he no, but like won't with, know. The little, with the little jingle in front. Oh, man, I can't quite remember it. Do the, yes, you do. It's stamped on everyone's brain. Yeah, I don't. Well, I did. Winner. Ganya. Anyone who's ever been standing in line at Shoppers. Ding. Not even no. close. No. Well, then give it to me, Paul. Winner. Winner. No, Paul's, Paul's was really Gagnon. close. Yeah. Now, now what? once you ha- once you said it, then I remembered it. Yeah, that's it. No, that's it's like winner. Canyon. Oh, it definitely goes longer than that. I don't think so. It for sure does. We're gonna find this out. We're gonna go buy some lottery tickets after this. I'm gonna All see. I probably legal, I'm but I'm gonna Dana see if here. I can drop in that sound cue right here and solve it for the audience. And we will have to listen to the podcast, and then, then. we'll know who's right. Winner, Ganyo. But yeah, so you can grant the wish. Okay. I can grant your wish, but I don't know. I, I have to give up something in order for you to get what you're getting, and I don't know what you're going to do. Like, there's nothing that I don't have a barter with you. I haven't traded anything with you. I don't know if I'm going to get that beer. You might buy me beer. You might not. I have to do it because I want you to, to have the joy of having it, and I have to personally give something up to for you to have that wish. Wow. Yeah, just it's, it's a little nebulous. We don't know what, what it is that you're giving up. It'd be nice if we could find, like, a specific thing you give up every time you grant a wish. So that we knew what it was. We knew what the cost was in some sense. Like something that's important? Yeah. It can still be something kind of med- like magic-based. Like, I'm throwing an idea just top of my head, but maybe you get an inch shorter. There's or a limit a to how many life. wishes you could grant. One year of your life every time you gave a wish. That's a pretty good deal, though. Depending on the wish, one year? That means I can get... But when you don't know how long you're going to live on your deathbed, if you would be counting all those wishes, I mean, like... Yeah. I mean, I could just get one big one. One big, you would grant one, big, one wish. big wish. Like, you know, I mean, the increase in healthcare I could get out of winning one lottery, probably worth a year worth of life off the end. But you don't get to benefit from the winning of Oh, lottery. right. Still, it's still only for other people. Yeah. Yeah, it's for others. It's not for just, it's not for you. And you just have to trust that other person will hopefully do good with whatever the wish is. You don't have any guarantee. I think I would be okay with that if I was, you know, because I want to do something good with my life. Uh, and if I could grant, you know, one of those world peace esque wishes, I think world peace itself is kind of nebulous, but like, you know, mm-hmm. solve hunger in a country or, you know, end an epidemic, make one of those really bad diseases completely eradicated. If it was a year off my life, once you started and were able to do the good things, you would just end up 
just keeping going and then you just would die. I, yeah, but I mean, if I did enough good, I think that would be a good use of my life. I'd, I'd keep maybe w- approximately one year to play some video games and drink some beer. And then I would go out and do a lot of good to the world. And I'd be like, that was a life well lived. Would you do like a year of like video games and whatever, go out for a few years, do some massive wish giving, then maybe come back, have another year of... I think I'd I'd do it large scale. Like I would probably do my one year of like, all right, I I've, take all the money I've currently saved up. I'll stop doing work. I'll just have one fun year of life. And then I'm going to go to the UN and go be like, all right, what UN, are you done? What, what are the biggest issues? Let's pretend you haven't done a background check. That I'm a philanthropist and I can solve any of your problems. Well, there is one thing that we're not looking at in terms of the consequential nature. Oh, please. For every wish, there is ramifications that come with that. There are things that that the imbalance of stuff is strange. We've seen that in movies and in things forever. Every other episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark centers around the be careful what you wish for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I guess it's, yeah, it's just, they always do have something there, but sometimes it's still worth it. There's you, probably some Have you ever wished for something ones. to happen, and then afterwards you were like, that happened, but then this happened? <laughs> Can you be, <laughs> and I hope I'm not asking too much here, a little more specific? Like, um... In your example? Perhaps? Yeah, like, you're like, oh, I, you know, I, I wish I get this job. And okay. then you get that job, and then you realize once you're actually in doing that, then you're like, oh, well, this is what this entails. And kind of like a grass is always greener kind of scenario, where you end up in one scenario, and then you're like, oh, that I did, wasn't looking at all of the... I didn't want this as much as I should have. Or I wasn't looking at all of the factors of what goes into it. I think that happens a lot for people. Yeah, I think for that, normally I go like, I shouldn't have given up so much to get this. Like, ugh, I wish I didn't work so hard for this because it wasn't as worth the effort. That's where I normally sit on that. I still wanted the thing, just like, ugh, wasn't worth how much I invested in it. Mm-hmm. Or you figure out, yeah, that maybe it's not for you. I mean, that's a classic thing that happens to people all the time as they go navigating through their life. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think we're going to try to come up with, recap what we've gotten so far, but okay. I, I am worried that they're all kind of nebulous. We got, granting wishes is, is a tough business. Yeah. That's why we've dedicated 49 episodes to this already. But let's remind ourselves what we have so far. Uh, Paul, you had? Uh, I had you become like an Aladdin-style genie yourself, yeah. and you have to live in an oil lamp and get launched out into the desert by Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's pretty rough. Uh, I had the one where you have to grant any wishes of anyone around you who happens to say, I wish. And you can't can't tell them about that. No one knows about that. That just happens to happen. Totally anonymous. Yeah. And mine is that uh, in order to grant a wish, you have to give up something. And you can't, you can't have any of your wishes. It has to be for other people. It has to be an absolutely uh, giving thing. Yeah. Only altruistic wishes. Nothing... Nothing, for personal gain. Nothing for personal gain. You are the conduit of joy for others. I'm going to say right off the bat, I would definitely take Dana's. Like, I don't see that as a, a downside. I I would, at that level of power, I'm willing to be altruistic. Yeah, I think I would probably take that as well. I, I like it. Mm-hmm. I think it would be worth it. But I also think that a second would be yours, Paul. Because even though, like, what's so bad about embracing genie culture... It's not so much genie culture, but I mean, you know, in the documentary Aladdin, uh, Robin Williams talks at length about how much it sucks 
being uh, a genie and having to live in the lamp and wear the fancy bracelets and you know eventually will smith makes a movie where he plays you and it's you know everybody hates it and they haven't even seen it yet you're very it's very tightly to this one experience of the genie life i mean i think it's the definitive one it's the one we most often pull from and i think there are some things to note there like that's actually smaller than a toronto apartment the lamp is very small very cramped uh you can barely fit in there at all Mm. I'm, you know what? I'm actually not even sure. What do you think is bigger? Uh, the genie's lamp in terms of internal volume okay. or a Pokeball? I knew exactly you were going to say that. A what? As soon as you turned around and asked. A Pokeball where Pokemon live. I have no knowledge at all about Pokemon. They're, so their balls are about the same size as like a softball, I guess. Probably. Yeah, like the... The ball, you mean ball is in their home. Yeah. yeah. So the... When they're not engaged in fights, they're stored in Pokeballs which are about the size of a softball. They get converted into some sort of weird Energy. red plasma yeah. and they get sucked into the ball and then they live in the ball. And then when they come out of the ball, they seem pretty chill and everything is fine. But it seems like it's not great in that. Like, it seems pretty small. Famously, we learn from the first episode of the documentary Pokemon oh. that Pikachu hates, like, he does not want to live in the Pokeball at yeah. all. Which leads me to believe that it is, at least for some Pokemon, that's like a shitty experience. Yeah. But most of them seem fine. I think yeah. you would adapt. You would adapt like any living thing adapts to what's given to them. Yeah. yeah. If you lived in, in a climate or a place that you that had like massive amount of insects and flies and you had to have like a fly net over you. you like would Winnipeg. Just, exactly. You could you would adapt to your sleeping habits in Winnipeg. Yeah, I think a, a lamp is real small though, and it's also it's kind of like one of those attics with like the sloped roof because like you wouldn't lo- be able to have the, like a, a a lover can't over have to friends your lamp. Over, you can't have friends even. Yeah, it's all all squeezed at the ends where it's like un- It's so small; it's already unusable space at the tips and the tails. What about if you if you could grant wishes, but you could never fall in love? You wouldn't be able to have lovers over to your lamp. You wouldn't be able to... Then would you grant the wishes? Like, I can grant as many wishes as I want other than love? You know that that one... Absolutely, that thing that keeps us, makes us all, unites us together is that wanting and needing and and basking in love. You wouldn't be able to... Yeah, I don't think I'd take that. It would interfere too heavily with my all-sex, all-the-time lifestyle. Right, right. Yeah, which is probably why you're so concerned about the size of your lamp. Yeah, exactly. And I guess let's pretend that lamp is not a metaphor for something else. Right. Right. My thought is same shape that, you know, sure you're taking away love, but if I'm just getting unrestricted genie powers, I mean, I, it's might be okay if they all just fear me and, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll kneel to my mighty genie. A little genie. bit of insight there. Wow, Maddox. Kneel to my mighty genie wow. powers. Wow. G- reality shaping will do as I please. I do not think you're somebody who would want people living in fear of you. I mean, it's for their own good. I'm also solving all the world hunger and war. For their own they good. They just also all have to bow power. down to me a little bit on weekends. Would you have people bow? Like Sunday. On Sunday, you bow. Sundays, we would bow. Yeah. You. So the what you're saying is that you, you want. want to be Jesus. 
No. You, you want people to, to, to bow down closer to and God kneel the Father for you on I'm, Sundays. You got the wrong point on the Trinity there. But people there. would fear you. They could not They're love all you. the same point on the Trinity. They're no. all... They're different points, but they're all the same. They're, they're all the same one. triangle. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm. I'm the, I would be genie, God, the Father. But if you couldn't, fe- if you couldn't love or be loved, you think that the, that the fear would be a worthy thing. Imagine if you couldn't be loved. All right, let's imagine I, I know, subjugating maybe. all the world's people, and and then <laughs> you. Have you ever played? Yeah, you know what? Sim I'm going to take this wish because I'm going to make Dana bend to me. <laughs> Have you guys ever played like SimCity and then you just summon the monsters and the storms? It's I do it immediately. It's I a lot of fun. I always I just no wanted patience. to build a functioning city. We know. I like. And the then you plans. revert to save and everyone's fine. So you had your fun and they're all great. No, I don't. You can have it both ways. No, I want. I think I. The idea of that kind of thing just isn't my. It's not my jam. I no. Like, you know, I like the idea that if people are you know are with you it's because they respect and they and they 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 like your ideas and they think that you're doing a good thing i don't think i i would definitely not i would not want to have power in fear all right to to be a little more serious i think i could do enough good that it wouldn't matter if no one loved me for it if I had unrestricted genie powers. Well, it's, it's not that nobody loves you for, for it. that they specifically it's that nobody loves you right but at again, all again uh i've i would love myself nope what is that in the rules nobody loves you not I don't even know. me i think that you're taking really taking for granted the 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 pa- the the joy and the and the the light that you get from the fact that you know that there's love in your life yeah the warmth from a tender kiss on a summer's eve or somebody just thinking about you and you knowing that they care or like a handy when you really, really needed one. Look, all those things are great. And I'm not denying any of that. What I'm just saying is I think when the amount of good that I can do gets high enough, I, I do want to I want to do something with my life. Like, that's why I was kind of saying like, hey, yeah, if I can get enough done, if I can, you know, solve enough world hunger, uh, stop enough wars, save enough lives, I don't care about my own life. I'll take years off the end, right? I'll, I'll take up that cost. If the use of my life is that enough that I've done enough good, I'll feel good about how I spent my life. But because of the fact that you love people, you add a lot of good to the world in a smaller not, sense. Is it, Yeah, but it's, it's not always necessarily individuals because I run into a lot of individuals <laughs> that, I mean, I want to help them out, but I really don't like them, right? Like you've met those people. You're like, ah, I know where you're coming from. I see how you got there. I yeah, I want to give you the leg up in life and, and give you the best treatment, but I also do not want to spend time with you. Or... I work at a Starbucks, so no, I've never met anybody you who know? was shitty to me and then also deserved... <laughs> deserved some kindness, right? <laughs> no, they don't deserve They shit. don't deserve any kindness? No, if they're shitty to a barista, fuck them. I mean, just maybe they got there through, you know, something unfortunate happened and they're having a bad day. Whatever happened, yeah, that's got not my there. fault. No, it's not. But I'm just saying, like, hey, we can make everyone's life better. Even baristas, even the lowly barista, could have a better life if everyone was happier. Yeah, but I'm not going to love you for it. I don't need you to. I just need to know that your life is better because of what I did, and then I'll feel good. You'll know. I'll know. 
I don't care if you know. I don't care if you love me back. I'll know I've done good. I've done these good works. As long as it comes from the idea of you knowing that you've given to the world rather than the all-encompassing fear that we discussed well, On earlier. weekends, I'll do the fear thing and then I'll reset it. I'll this, reset this the Sunday world. This Sunday fear mongering. I, it's just I, a bit of fun on weekends. This is just the Catholic Church. <laughs> That's, it's, the, it's, that's all you're talking on about. On the seventh day, I rested and burned down a couple countries, but then I built them back up and undid it and no one was hurt. You're still well, anonymous. I'm still anonymous. So how can you be anonymous if the people are... I can shape reality to my will. Again, it's like the SimCity. I revert to save. It's fine. No one worries. You guys gave me too much power. Uh, I gave you too... <laughs> Yeah. You're the one. Oh, fuck it. You guys gave me genie powers with only restriction of having to be loved. Ha! Or I'm loving. barely in touch with my emotions as is. You love people. Yeah, I, I know you do. I do. But again, for reality shaping powers, I, I think that's worth it. I think that's worth it. I'd take it. I'd take I don't it. Know if I, I don't know if I would. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I learned. can be that, that selfless. I don't know if I can. Uh. I think that like the joys of... Of feeling what it's like to love people and feeling love, it's it's the it's hum, it, that's being human. That's well, you know what I think. This one is kind of on theme because isn't this really what the problem was with Aladdin? Was he could not wish to be loved? He could not wish for love, and that's what he wanted. That is well, the inciting it, incident. But it was still a possibility, right? But I'm I saying, mean, the entire narrative arc of the film culminates. Well, and that was with, in, you know them in getting the married, film, wishing. But we're saying to become a genie. No, no, not only can you not uh, wish for love, you can't even get it. That's yeah. like We're up in the ante, I think. I think this fits thematically with what genies are all about. A, a bit, but Aladdin wasn't the genie. No, he wasn't. He was just a guy making wishes. I'm just saying there's the thematic theming. I'm not saying well, it's a one-to-one. within all of that, in my opinion still, the least heavy of the three of them is having to wear the blouse and live in the lamp. Yeah. That's a minor lifestyle well, No, you, that was becoming a genie. You still had to grant other people's wishes when they summon you, when they rub your lamp. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, mm-hmm. you can do it. You're totally open that it's you. You go back to your lamp. That's To me, that's the one with the least kind of consequence. And Yeah, you can, like, go in there and put up posters and shit. I, yeah, like, I mean... Decorated Let's like a first year so college daughter. If we're still renting in Toronto in the next five years, it's going to be similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to have small pods that you live in for $1,000. This way you've got your lamp. All you right. can fit in there. I think we're at an impasse because we've got two that split the vote. And okay. I, they're both on me, right? Because I am not willing to become a tiny living lamp genie man I who am. has to grant other people's wishes. I would totally be at that. Whenever they rub my lamp. Because they might be complete jerks. I don't want to grant a jerk's wishes. Okay, but then for for yours where you're forced to grant at face value any wish yeah no i'm not doing that by the words i wish yeah no that one's out yeah i was saying dana's unrestricted power i just can't love or be loved worth it for godlike powers reality shaping genie powers i think you'd be like three days in and you'd feel deep loneliness yeah i'm not gonna take that not gonna take that one. i'm gonna i'm gonna put on the blouse and live in the lamp yeah so we've got two that we're both splitting the vote on like remember that show is tries to end on half and half cool i did it does this mean i win well, it's not like you win for the experience of being here with friends. I mean, it's it's kind of like winning the lottery. Yeah. But the lottery of you know friends. What? You know what? This is our last episode the of the love? season. Yeah, you feel that love in your feel heart? Feel the love? I feel, that's I that feel, love. love that's you. the love that you were going to give up. We, we love, love you, Maddox. We really love you. I mean, it's nice. 
feel like still the power and the fear would be nicer. We're the we're in the recording area of the dining room of your house, yeah. and we're in such small quarters with all these blankets around. Still way bigger than a genie lamp. Yeah, I mean, maybe. But you know what, guys? I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to end the season shaking up the rules a bit. Oh, fuck. Here's is Rather than doing, here's our wish, <laughs> take it or leave it, saying, all right, you get these genie wishing powers, but you can pick which cost would you take. Okay. So either you have to become a genie, live in a lamp. Yeah. And... Grant the wishes of any asshole who happens to rub it. Specifically Aladdin-style. Aladdin-style genie. genie. Yeah. Or you can have unrestricted genie powers, but you just cannot love or be loved. We'll put that out to the audience, see which ones they'll take. Okay. Does Do you think it'll swing the vote at all if I mention that in the first sequel to Aladdin, it was voiced by Dan Castellaneta and, you know, who's clearly phoning it in? No, you don't. Th- okay, I don't think that'll impact. Then I, I won't mention it. Cool. All right, I think we've wrapped up our wish, the final wish of the season. Thank you so much for joining me, Paul JP. You're very welcome. And Dana Buttigieg. We love you, Maddox. And I'll have some more things to say in the credits. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, audience. Well, that's what we came up with, but we want to hear from you. Your wishes, your thoughts, whether you take this wish or not. You can find us on Twitter at BreakAWishPod, email BreakAWishPod at gmail.com, join the BreakAWish discussion group on Facebook, and you can support the show by writing a review, telling a friend, or donating on our website. All this information at BreakAWish.ca. For more Paul JP, you can check out his monthly erotic fanfiction show, Ultimate Fanfiction Championship every third Thursday of the month, 9.30, at the Social Capital Theatre. For more Dana Puddicombe, you can find her at Dana Puddicombe on Twitter, at Dana Pud on Instagram, or at www.danapuddicombe.com. This is a Kicks and Giggles Entertainment production, hosted by Maddox Campbell, themed by Matthew Reed, cover art by Justin Langford, and a proud member of the Sonar Podcast Network. More podcasts at thesonarnetwork.com. Before I go, here's what's going on. I'm going to be taking about a two-month break from Break-A-Wish. This is mostly to focus on some summer projects and a little bit just to re-energize myself to the podcast. Stay subscribed and and look for new episodes in early August. If you have anything you'd like to see in Season 2, now is a great time to send me a message to tell me what you want to get out of the show. If you want to support me financially, now is also a great time to donate through the website or pick up some merch. We have t-shirts on TeePublic, and you can find all that info at breakawish.ca. So what am I working on in the meantime? Well, I'm doing a Toronto Fringe show called The Resistance Improvised. It's a structured improv show with a cyberpunk dystopian sci-fi setting inspired by the Resistance board game. Six freedom fighters are trying to take down a corrupt government, but two of the six are traitorous spies. Will they restore peace, or will paranoia tear them apart from within? It's also super funny. If you're in Toronto in July, we run from July 4th to 14th at the Randolph Theatre. You can find full details at kicksandgigglesentertainment.com. I'll also still have both of my monthly shows running. Second Wednesday of every month is Quizdemonium, a pub trivia night I host and produce at the Social Capital Theatre. Bring a team or come solo and we'll hook you up with some other misfits. It's a ton of fun and there are prizes to be won. 8pm, pay what you can. Or you could check out The No Show every fourth Wednesday of the month at the Social Capital Theatre. It's a science-themed comedy variety show that's funny and educational, and always includes an interview with an actual for-real scientist. 
8 p.m., and tickets are $10. So, still lots going on. And if you still miss me too much while I'm on break, there's always the Break-A-Wish back catalog, or my old Dungeons & Dragons podcast, Caverns and Comedians. Details on everything I get up to at kicksandgigglesentertainment.com. In the meantime, I wish you well. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!